Alright, season two of Fine Tuning is underway. A very low-key intro here because we got a band from Columbus, Ohio, and we're going to talk to them today. But since it's kind of hard to record a band, uh, we're going to do, um, we're going to launch the episode with one of their tracks from their uh, latest release. It's called Golden Hour, and it's a, it's a song that I enjoy very much. Golden out, faded leather couch Searching for something else to dream about Spend all my afternoons wishing that I was somewhere Anywhere else It's Temple Chico and Pineapple Gum Keep you squirming under my thumb Skin sticky in the dust So 
that was Golden Hour, which is a song, like I said, that I'm a big fan of, and I'm a big fan of this band. Uh, I don't know. Welcome. We got uh, Carly and uh, Jack from the band. Uh, we're met, we're down one member. Randall. Alex Randall. Yeah. The bassist in the band. He's installing a security system somewhere in a top secret location, That's probably. He's a cool dude. <laughs> we met, I've, I've seen this band play twice. Um, first time was in uh, Athens, Ohio, uh, when they were opening up for Angela Purley, which was a sweet show. And I saw this band and I was like, whoa, I don't know who these people are, but they are excellent. And then it just happened to be that they were playing in Detroit when I was in Michigan um, about a month later and or a couple weeks later. So I caught them again and they were... Uh, gracious enough to do my little podcast here i don't even know where to begin because like you guys like i've never seen it's been a while since i've seen a band where i didn't know any of them and then i saw you guys play and it was just like you guys are super tight like you guys like i don't know the whole set was because uh, i don't know how long you guys played like half hour 45 minutes whatever it was but it was tight like one not a lot of talking just boom into the next thing yeah you guys did your thing is that something that took a while to form or did that just kind of happen well i'm terrible at stage banter i don't really know how to do it like i'm i'm okay at it when i'm not on stage but then somehow every time i'm like up there and like in my performance vibe i just suck at talking in between songs i just never am happy with what comes out of my mouth (laughs) so i've taken to kind of just getting to work you know because i know that's what people are there for they want to they want to hear the hits (laughs) so uh just play the hits but yeah we we try to keep it moving you know try to keep it focused on the music you know, even I would say even at, at our like first rehearsal as a band, it was like Carly showed me and Alex the songs and it just kind of clicked and we all just kind of got it. And, and that's sort of what it's been about from the beginning has just been playing the music. It's kind of refreshing, though, because nowadays it seems like almost everybody is like they enjoy the talking as much as they do the play like the bands at least you know what i mean right. it's like they have to you're supposed to be funny and some people are really good at it and i don't know like i'm not really a shy person i just it's almost like it takes two different parts of my brain to do the the like talking making jokes and then like the playing the songs because i don't i don't know it it's just a different switch and the, i i love hearing good stage banter it's one of my favorite things i just am not super proficient at it and i always am impressed with bands who like play through their sets and like say a couple things but just like keep it moving i don't know why that always reads as like really just like pro to me yeah like like i know gary clark jr does that yeah yeah bob dylan does that bob dylan doesn't even say thank you i know yeah well yeah yeah he he doesn't (laughs) give a fuck anymore he's He's like i've been doing this for a hundred years man yeah i'll be doing it for a hundred more unfortunately (laughs) why won't i just die of cancer or something um but i love it it was so refreshing i was like a band that like doesn't necessarily enjoy their own uh i don't want to say like ego but like you know like the microphone thing where it's like hey i got the mic so i'm gonna yeah well in my mind i'm always just still so like 
baffled that anybody wants to hear anything I'm doing, which I know that's like naive and like just like a like a a young way of thinking about it and I don't know that I necessarily feel that way so much anymore but it's still like that habit is there where I'm just like you have their attention and their time and they're here just play the music don't make it about you like let them have the experience the other thing that I was curious about was like you don't see too many three-piece bands anymore like you guys fill up a room with three people like that's crazy one thing that being in a three-piece lets you do is it uh uh, you could take up a little bit more space since since you don't have quite as many people i can do some more drum fills and and the bass can be kind of funky and you know carly can take some solos and so it lets you have a little bit of freedom yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's because there's no like, there's no like excess really. You know, every person that's there, as you're saying, is like doing like playing an integral role in the sound. And so you are almost able to just like lock in with each other in a way that you can't always do when there are too many people on stage because it's, you know, they're just more communication that has to happen for that whereas when there are just three of you and you can all look at each other and go okay now we're going to this part it's it's so easy it can happen so seamlessly we started as a four piece and we had another guitar player ted ted langhorst and he he's a wizard he was so good um and then when he he left like probably probably less than a year about a year in this other music yeah Okay, and uh, and I was like freaking out about that, so we played a couple of shows as a three piece. I didn't really. It took me a while to get it, to like understand what the power of the trio can be, because I was a little nervous. And there's a lot of guitar in the music, and if you listen to the recordings, it's like there are a lot of layers, and there's not. It's not like wall of sound, but there's definitely a lot of. There are definitely a lot of parts, and to translate that to a stage with just one guitar player sound felt really daunting i think when the first few times we did it and then we got a fourth member again we got another guitar player um vinnie valentino and he played with us for a while and that was a ton of fun because he brought a totally different flavor to um the the band and like a totally different energy to the to the stage and I, I just, I loved every show we played with him. Um, but then he uh, started working with another band, so wasn't able to come out to all the gigs. And we kind of were just like, well, I guess let's just try the three-piece thing. Like, we thought about looking for another member, and we, we may add, like a, like, a keyboard player in the future, but as far as, like, another guitar player goes, I've, I learned how to, like, comp for myself a little bit more, and I also learned to trust Jack and Alex a lot more. And over the course of the last probably year or so, I'd say that we've been doing the, the trio thing. It's just every show has felt more comfortable and tighter and just, like, I feel like we're, like, really honing in on, like, what our live sound is. And... I'm feeling less pressured to like recreate the album sound and more freedom to kind of just like let 
us in reinterpret the songs in the moment as the three of us, which is super empowering. That was actually something that I enjoyed a lot. Like having heard you guys first before I heard any of your recorded material. Um, and I don't know, did I, did I even say the name of the band? Did I say Souther off the top? It's pronounced Souther, not... Uh, I heard someone say Souther. Souther. And I wanted to fight them. <laughs> yeah, we get that one a lot. The, the ambiguity is kind of fun, you know? You got, you got to let them gnash some teeth, Yeah, you, know? you got to work for it. The, yeah, uh, the Oscar Wilde quote, what's he say? The, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. <laughs> He's got a few good ones. Uh yeah, quite a few. <laughs> Very <laughs> prolific individual. <laughs> He's got a few good ones. Um, but yeah, so Souther is uh, is the guest here. If I didn't say that, I'm just having too much fun. So that's that's why sometimes I get uh, distracted. Yeah. Of uh, full disclosure, before we came out, uh, Carly brought some individual. Uh, what are these individual shot bottles of uh, of whiskey? Yeah. What do you what do you call this single portion? Uh, Flight attendant status. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just a little too much. But yeah, we'd like to have fun here. And by the way, quick shout out to Marcus, by the way, for driving down from Michigan to Columbus, yeah. Ohio this morning to come talk to us. Yeah, that was a good time. I was looking forward to it. This happened last minute. Um, but... Yeah, it's like when like so getting back to the point, like I said, I get distracted sometimes. Um, <laughs> the uh, like when I heard you guys live and I went and listened to the album, I was like, I, I there was a little bit of familiar things because I recognized some of the songs, but um, then when I saw you the second time, like I saw where you kind of improvised a little bit and extended songs and like you know kind of made it. A different thing um, as compared to just yeah. replaying the song which I think is awesome because I think bands try and do that sometimes but they always don't have the chops to like pull it off like you got to be pretty you know proficient at your instruments to be able to like wing a like a two-minute instrument section yeah I mean? yeah still yeah it's it's still a little bit aspirational for me I think in some regards because I sort of fell in love with music by by way of like some of the older jam bands not like jam bands tm but like the bands that would take sections and stretch them out and that those were always the parts that i really really loved was when i felt the like the whatever that like improv magic is kind of take hold of everyone on stage and attempting to create that is it is tough i mean like there are definitely nights when i know i didn't get there but like i still want to try every night because when it works and when it hits and when you nail it and when we're all on the same page it's like the best feeling in the entire world yeah and you guys do it well i know you guys are harder probably on yourselves than you know than like the audience is obviously because the audience isn't used to seeing people do that kind of stuff like because most people just can't play their instruments as well as people maybe of the past used to well <laughs> you know you got instagram now so like why would you ever learn how to do anything <laughs> sorry well a lot of times uh, in songs you just have every note written out and when and when sometimes instead you just have like a form where you just have chords and yeah. you know it's it's the drums and bass playing a part over and over and, and then I can't count for 
for shit. I'm so bad. <laughs> like when I, it's like I've tried to explain this to them because Jack and Alex are like the opposite brain type to me. And like there's some solos that I write out and I play pretty much the same way every time. But then there are lots of sections that I just intentionally leave improv and. I describe the the moment every time as being like the section comes up and I'm like in like a Tarantino film like in a dimly lit room with like myself at one end of the table and myself at the other end and myself goes uh what are we gonna do here and I go uh I don't know man what do you think and myself goes yeah uh that was up to you and I go okay all right, well, let's try this. And then, like, just whatever happens, happens. But, like, I am not super aware of, like, time and space in those moments when I'm, like, trying to just kind of perform fluidly. And I know that's this sounds very ethereal and dumb, but <laughs> to give you, like, a small like a small insight into, like, whatever my think space is here, um, it's very much it's just it's just out of it's kind of out of reality i guess in a sense and so learning how to like try and balance the the magic that is totally detaching from numbers and needing to actually know like how many bars of this you want to do before you want to go back into the thing and how to communicate that to the other two people on stage has been a really fun and interesting learning experience over the course of the last three years. And and what, what Carly is talking about, about just like flow playing or, or playing from your soul. A lot of times it's, it can be super fun on drums and bass anyway, to kind of have that conversation. And if, if she plays something that is really inspiring to us, it's like, we can talk back and 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 we can you know give a response to what she's doing and that kind of dialogue a lot of times can can help things stay really interesting yeah it's a really cool synergy i i feel like very like i don't i don't want to use any like dumb buzzwords but i truly feel kind of like i'm very grateful that i am able to experience that fusion of energy because I don't know, I don't know that it's something that everyone who plays music gets to feel like w- when you have two other musicians on stage that you're able to communicate with in that way. It's so cool. I mean, it's so good. This is actually exactly why I was excited to talk to you guys and why we kind of I was I was trying to in the back of my mind like man they're perfect for this because. Um, what you guys are talking about is, I think, your expression, like your art expression. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, totally. There's this in, the music is very much a two-faced animal where you have these you know, this side that is commercialized, this side that like we're trying to sell albums, we're trying to make things that people enjoy, and then there's this other side that doesn't really care. They're trying to make things that they enjoy, and like they're trying to touch base with what they're feeling. Um, and sometimes that translates into record sales or, you know, t-shirt sales or whatever, or support and following and that kind of thing. But like when I saw you guys play, I saw three people that were pursuing this thing that they were after and whoever is on board, 
join the train, jump yeah. on, we're cool with it, you know, yeah. we'll say hi, we'll hang out afterwards, we're cool, you know, we're just, like, normal people doing this, but, like, like to me, I was, like, it was one of the more artistic things I've seen, um, where it was like, man, these people don't care. It's almost like you guys aren't a punk band, but it's almost like that old school punk approach. Definitely, right? yeah, we definitely all kind of carry that attitude a little bit. Where it's just, yeah, we're like we're out to we're out to communicate with you. We're like, it doesn't feel so much like we're putting on a show as it feels like we're having a conversation with each other and with the audience. How do you guys navigate that? Like, is this something you guys talked about or because it is like music is saturated. You know what I mean? There's a lot of it. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> in the world, it's easier now than ever to make music. You know, anybody could do it. Every dad can like get his dad bros together. Yeah. And have a yeah. garage band. You know yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I, I, I know not, a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard to do. So like, how do you navigate? Like, how do you guys as a band navigate? Like, do you guys have like a vision of what you want? Because I, I imagine like just from afar, there's like this line you have to toe of do we try and sell ourselves like do we try and market ourselves like what's the what's the what are we after here um and i don't know it's like it's such a fine line it's yeah it's i mean it's something that we have mold for like three years straight you know it's like artistry right now means something so different than it ever has and as you're saying it's saturated and that is both good and bad and I think in the current state of things there are a lot of things that will make you successful that don't have anything to do with the art that you create and kind like navigating which like how far to go in that direction is definitely kind of trying like you you sort of have to feel it out but I think at the end of the day what for me at least what's most important is like producing something that feels authentic because there like there's a lot of music and a lot of it's great but there is a lot of it that feels really contrived to me and I think the most important thing you can do as an artist today where you have access to every person in the world if you want it with enough money and enough time spent on Instagram is to produce something that is unique to you. And I think the people that do that are, I, I think it really comes through when that, when, when that's, when that's the case. And I, yeah, I, I just, for, for Southern, I see it as being this great thing with moving parts that we'll just will continue to put our love and time into and the people that it resonates with will want more of it and we will give them more of it and it's definitely we're sort of taking the slow burn approach because blues rock music quote unquote which i feel like is sort of the genre that we ended up falling into for worse or for better is not very popular right now like it's just not that cool anymore and like that's fine but like there are still people that really get down on it and like we fucking love what we're doing so we're just gonna keep you know chasing the dragon and 
playing our best stuff and writing our best stuff and being present in whatever space we're in as a band and as people and making that connection because I think that's the most powerful thing you know the f I'm still baffled that people go to shows which that sounds stupid but like truly when there is like infinity on the internet like I have a projector in my room there and like a full-on screen and like I don't watch tv very much but every time I do I realize that like you could just spend your whole life doing that, you know, and like to like get in your car, pay money to be at a bar that probably smells terrible with a bunch of people talking really loudly at the end of a long day that you've worked to go see a band is like incredible to me. Like that is so cool. And when people come to shows in the dead of winter and say, hey, I love your music, I don't need anything else. I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's it right there. Um, I don't know. You don't see that. Like A lot of times I can see people and I can watch a show and I can watch someone playing and you get that vibe. Like you just get a vibe from people. And I don't, I, sometimes I feel like a weirdo because like I love music so much. I play music myself and I do like this thing, but like I can see it, and I was like, I'm such a weirdo for music that like, there's one you can tell when someone's doing it because they feel it and they want to do it, and they don't care if people are listening or not. Like that person in the bar that, like you said, the bar is so loud, and they got some buddy playing an acoustic guitar, and it's like they got no chance yeah. to win that bar. Over. Yeah, yeah, Zero yeah, chance. yeah, yeah. But they're up there doing their thing, like. You can always tell when someone's just doing it for the right reasons. But for you guys, on top of that, it's just the music itself. Like, everybody could want to do it that way. But for you guys, you guys actually have, like, this skill set in place where you guys are creating good music that people should hear. Um, uh, I don't know. You guys got new music. You guys are working on new music, though, right? We have a full-length album that is, like, mixed and mastered and done. Um it's been to to go back to your to your toe in the line of being marketable and being relatable that's something that we're really sort of trying to parse out um like it it's like it's a it's a weird time to release music right now because every time you do you are assuming responsibility for it in one way or another and that can be really good or really bad depending on how viral the music goes, I guess, so to speak. Um, but we just really want... We, we, we're we really proud of this record, and we invested a lot of our time and our energy into producing it. And we want to make sure that it receives the the right treatment I guess and like gets enough momentum behind it to like you know get like give it to people that need it um so we're really trying to like figure out what that means for us as far as releasing it but we're pretty stoked for that to happen soon <laughs> yeah we, d we definitely want to put it out sometime this year and think that 
it's uh if so, so the last one we put out was called bloom it was a five song ep and this one uh, the the sound is is kind of similar um where it's 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 layered you know we have a we have a enough parts in there that we we won't we, we think it sounds full and uh what marcus was talking about that authenticity and, and kind of that vibe what i think we're what we were really shooting for was just making sure that that makes it in to the recordings and and to make sure that uh that when you listen to it you you're, you're getting that that feeling that we're putting into it and that vibe that we're yeah. putting into it yeah yeah we definitely we took a little bit of a different approach with this one um bloom was really polished in a lot of ways and i think for those songs it definitely it made sense to 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 produce it with that sort of flavor um but yeah with this new one we definitely wanted to kind of harness some of that live energy and some of that rawness and just encapsulate what that feeling is that you get when you see us live and I think we did a really solid job of like making sure that it was just polished enough to where everything makes sense and there are layers and everything that we wanted to communicate is communicated um while still kind of paying homage to whatever that raw like visceral sound that we make on stage as just a three piece is that's rad i'm I'm stoked to hear it because yeah if you guys uh, even if you guys were able to capture like part of what you guys do live um there are definitely some moments that in in the record that are just like oh shit like they might they might as well just be on stage yeah see and that's it's so weird in 2020 to be talking about yeah, this band, like, basically what you guys have so far recorded, it's like, that's solid. You can listen to that in the car, at your house, whatever you're doing. But you guys are a band that, yeah, but you got to see them. But you yeah. got to see them. I de- I've always aspired to be that way yeah. with whatever the music is that I'm making. I want the live show to be something special and different and i'm telling like for anybody thinking of this uh, jack and I, I think jack's got something to say so i don't want him to forget that but the uh like for we're not talking we're talking we're not talking about like big theaters or nothing right like there this band creates this atmosphere in pj's logger house in detroit michigan you know what i mean it's like we're talking about like a 20 by 20 room you know like the as I know people that are nostalgic for like an era where there was no internet distraction. Like they had nothing to do on the weekend except go see whoever was playing at the local club. You know what I mean? Like that's all they had. There was no other form of entertainment other than that and drugs and making babies. That was it. Right. That's all you had. Right. So it was like do that, but you had to see this band and that's what you guys are creating in 2020. Well. Well, and I'm just, that's really flattering. And thank you a lot for saying that. Also very uh, insightful on a lot of levels. But but I, I, I think that, that uh, as far as seeing a band live, part of part of doing the kind of the improv stuff and kind of the, a little bit of the, the looseness that we have live is I think part of the goal in that is making each show different. It's that, yeah. is that you never quite know. 
I never know exactly what I'm going to play until I until I get on stage. I mean, I'm going to have a general general guidelines, but it's probably going to be a little bit different. Maybe we'll play the song a little bit slower. I don't know what Carly's going to play on guitar. And and so uh it's you know, if if you see us, you know, one month, the the next month it's probably going to be a pretty different set and we'll probably play the songs just just a little bit differently depending on how we're feeling and it's it's like i i think when carly was saying you know people will drive out to the show after a long day at work instead of just watching tv it's like if if you can you can pause the tv show you can rewind you know but when you're in that live that live show like in that bar it's like if i mess up you're going to know I messed up. And it's like, there's a real person up there who missed that snare drum or dropped his stick. And it's, it's like, there's a little bit of a seat of your pants kind of like, I don't know, like if it's anxiety or, 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 or what, but just a little bit of like uh, accountability, you know, it's like, it's like, I want to be, it's for me anyway, when I'm playing, like, I don't want to mess up. <laughs> And, and that like urgency or, or a need to, uh, that like, I think that comes across live in a way that maybe not so much on a, on a recording. Yeah, absolutely. Flying by the seat of your pants is a really good descriptor because it definitely feels like that. There've been nights when like, you know, like some dumb shit happened two hours before the show and we like all are just on one, you know? And like the energy is totally different same songs you know but like just like being open to that variance you know like being open to exploring them in a different way is it's it's very cool and very visceral and like also only happens one time you know it's like if you've got something in your system and you have to get it out of your system by playing music it's like there's nothing worse than getting on stage and being afraid to do that it's like when you're getting on stage and you're there to play music it's like you cannot be afraid to like feel it exercise those demons (laughs) yeah exactly like feel it for real when you're up there or else it's just gonna, you know, you're just playing a part. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, playing play, playing the part, I think, is something that I've sort of tried to rage against a little bit, you know, like, and it's, it's hard to describe because, like, when I'm on stage, I'm playing the part that I wrote, you know, but, like, I'm not performing the part in quotations. I'm playing the part as it feels right to play in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's just in like reinterpreting it kind of in real time. And I think that the second I stop reinterpreting it in real time on stage is the second that it kind of dies. And like, there've definitely been nights where I've felt like I was kind of phoning it in and I wasn't really feeling what I was doing. And like, it like the feeling when I get off stage is very apparent, you know, like it's, it's not a, a, it's, it's not a good like release. It's not a, it's not, it's, there's no catharsis in that for me. And I think 
performing music live is pure catharsis for anyone who does it if they're doing it it you know from for the right reasons from the right place and that's kind of all I'm after because I know like I've seen bands that just go off like that and I can I mean it's a palpable feeling like the way you're describing bands that you've seen that like have totally blown your mind like you can feel the energy in the room move and like you can feel every other soul just like inflate around you and that is just like the coolest feeling ever and to be able to like participate in it as like in the way that I am able to do is just like it's unbelievable kind of you know like it's it's so uncanny I this feeling of what they're talking about and this I guess if there's any point to this podcast like even being created it was like the idea that this stuff exists like you might have people might have never experienced this before they have no idea what we're talking about it probably t- sounds like a foreign language and they're like what are they talking about you can see it like go to a show like just yeah. get like get out of the go house go be in there go, go get sweaty it. go yeah. don't forget your earplugs <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's loud as fuck yeah health is important um but yeah it's the uh it's that like it exists it's this thing we're talking about that is the area to show step outside of your comfort zone go by yourself you don't need anybody like you can go and just listen to what they're saying um i appreciate you guys doing this we're gonna uh carly's gonna play a song to get to to end this thing so we'll wrap it up but um it's good. Oh, man, I had a good time. I did, fun. too. Uh, Great questions. Great hey, questions. Seriously. I'm a, I'm a poor man's Howard Stern. Uh, uh, you're, you're winning the game. All right, sweet. So, all right, we'll cut it off. We're going to let Carly do this song. It is my favorite song. Um, I love this song so much. Uh, she's doing it. She asked me if I wanted to hear one, and so she's graciously... Uh, said yes to this one it's called trouble it's off their last album uh ep called bloom they're available on spotify instagram all the stuff like we said we don't they're trying to toe that line of uh you know just doing what they do live and creating what they feel but um you know they are there for you guys to uh latch on to and follow and uh see where they're playing because that is if anything all that stuff should just drive you to their show um, that's what that vehicle is for in the music world. Um, they don't post a whole lot, which I appreciate, because uh, <laughs> you don't want to overdo that. Uh, not not really an internet guy. I'm, just, I'm I'm trying. I'm doing it as much as I can, but I I like the real world. It's too much of a job. I know. It's such a job. Um, but yeah, they're their southern band. Uh, I think right. Yes. Think, yeah, yeah. Southern band on Instagram, that kind of stuff. Their website, just Google them. They'll find it. It's southern, not southern. And, uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, if you do that, if you say South, I'm going to come find you and kick your ass. Um, until then, we're going to leave it with trouble. Uh, we'll see you guys next month. Uh, y'all do me a favor, believe in yourselves, and uh, yeah, have a good one. Cicada skin and my body it's real slow I think of all the time I've spent here wasted 
waiting on my peace to come. Now I can see my fate in three different dimensions. I'm in love, I'm free, or I am dead in a gutter from a lack of sleep. Now baby, so forgotten in the name of all things safe and warm. Or the eerie call of a wind chime in the night crying Never stop moving on But oh, na na na, tell my mother I'm sorry for the trouble I caused And kindly reminded that she isn't the reason I'm condemned to carry this cross Oh, na na na, tell my father I'm sorry for the mess I'm in it was never my intention to crawl into the crazy he was hiding inside of him. So make it personal, but not too personal. Just give them what they want and honey, maybe they'll set you free. It's nothing personal, it's just I think that we become something that we never meant to be. Goes a whiskey, whiskey, rinse and repeat. No, whiskey, nobody's worried about me. I said, whiskey, whiskey, rinse and repeat. I ain't got nobody's worried about me. Oh, na na na, tell my mother I'm sorry for the trouble I caused. And kindly remind her that she isn't the reason I'm condemned to carry this cross. It was never my intention to crawl into the crazy he was hiding inside of him. I'm condemned to carry this cross I tell my father that I'm sorry for the shape I'm in It was never my intention to crawl under the crazy He was hiding inside of him 